Yo, episode 206. 206, we made a podcast. We are back in the building. 206. Caesar making up words, all kinds of weird Z's in there. Oh my goodness, man. Nobody want to hear that mess. Hmm. Although, I, although in, uh, I am going through this History of Spain uh, course on Canopy, and uh, I did learn about the origins of Portugal. Oh, it's great. Happy Lusophone Canadian Day. Okay. Tell, tell me one Lusophone Canadian right now. Luso Canadian? Yes. Tell me one. I don't know one. Nelly Furtado. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan, that's not fair. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, I could have said that. I forgot she's Canadian. Can we put Happy Lucifer Canadian Day as the uh, as a title? Our intro is going to be promiscuous, girl. <laughs> Can it be the title of the episode with a Happy Lucifer Canadian Day? I'm so down. <laughs> sure, man. Whatever. Is it Lu- Does she count as Luso if she's Portuguese? Yeah, she's a, a Portuguese Canadians are called Luso. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, she's going up there. Congratulations, okay. Nelly. <laughs> the original Nelly. Um, episode two hundred six. Caesar's out of here. Um, got a lot to talk about today. We're going to try to make this episode short, but I don't know if it's going to happen because I'm going to spring Caesar up with some, um, whoa, with some, um, something he hasn't heard about. Although he might cap and be like, oh yeah, I heard that. You know, you know what cappers do, but we're going to talk about the Copa America. (laughs) Oh, you weren't here. So I can say whatever I want. Um, we're going to talk about the Copa America, whether or not it's happening to is okay. We'll get into that. We're going to preview the euros a bit and um talk about some stuff going on in the euros um and we're going to talk about vaccine passports in regards to the euros mm. little transfers and a little bit of ooh don't let them start the rumors mm. and uh we might uh, hopefully if the uh, unless the episode is too long we might talk about a tragedy that happened in italy a tragedy of racism but with the interesting twist though um anyway, Caesar, what's up? Did you say? No. <laughs> Caesar, dog. Yo, the Copa like I've heard of complaints about condom bowl, but like right now it's just really like I don't know, man. So the Copa America obviously was not able to happen in Colombia. They moved it from there because of the protests against Colombia's uh, ultra white right wing uh, government, which Shout my out Colombia, which my friend Andrea is has been participating in. Shout out Colombians going hard, absolutely. Um, shout out those hippos there. We made a podcast is pro the people. This is a fact. Um, sometimes I am, and um, then it was depends, depends on their never mind. <laughs> Then they also moved. So the the Copa America was supposed to be played in Colombia and Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, then they moved it from Argentina. Apparently, Argentina is suffering really bad from COVID right now. And then they had the bright idea to let's just move it to Brazil, then, which is suffering from COVID worse than any other place other than America and like maybe yeah. India. Um, and there's been some hiccups. So Caesar, right? I would imagine right now, or like it has been happening, that the Brazilian Supreme Court is looking to decide whether um, the whether the Copa America is going to happen or not. Potentially, 
Um, the crazy thing that is supposed to happen in three days. Mm-hmm. And Caesar, my biggest question are where are the other teams? What do you mean? Like, is Chile in Brazil? Oh, like where are they but, physically? Yeah, it's supposed to start in three days. I don't think they're. I don't think they have actually landed in Brazil yet. Like, no teams are even in Brazil yet. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like at the. Yeah, I mean, they could just fly over there. Yeah, but see, that's a long flight from yeah. Peru and stuff. You know, you know, South America though, they begin gutter. I mean, uh, true, but like Caesar, this is kind of crazy. Like they're talking about t- starting the tournament in three days. There's been no camp. They're playing qualifiers, and mm-hmm. teams are supposed to come from you know, the other side of the continent to just start a, start a tournament in three days. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely against the Copa America happening this year, even though I love me to Copa America. It's actually my favorite non, it's my favorite non world cup uh, national tournament. Um, I think it's better than euros. I think it's better than AFCON. Um, I think Copa America than, I think is literally a tournament of champions like dead ass. I think it's better than the world cup. Honestly, it is because it's smaller and it's better teams per game. Like, I give a better percentage of a good game. I also think Condombo World Cup qualifiers is better than the World Cup. World Cup, I mean, Condombo, stop calling it World Cup qualifiers is uh, is pretty intense. I'm not gonna lie to you. Brazil back on top, anyways. Um, and it's annoying because the CBF is acting like it's business as usual. They they announced the Copa America roster now, the finalized roster. I'm like, all right, well, with VJ, you know, where are you gonna play at? Like in in, in Mexico? What, what are you doing? Is that with Vinicius Junior? Yeah, Vinicius made it. Shout out Vinicius Rodrigo on the U on the another team. Let's go. You 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 know now it's not gonna happen because they call Vinicius Jr. up there and be like, oh man, sorry, no, sorry, dog. We tried. We told you guys don't get Vinicius on the team. Mm-hmm. What happens? Cancel in Copa America. Seriously. The Vinicius curse continues. But no, like um yeah, I'm absolutely against it. I mean, and as when we say that we made a podcast is is, is a podcast for the people, we mean that for also the players you know like the workers the, the the players the workers you know we're we're pro union around here and if the players are against playing and casemiro casemiro who did kind of like a very similar tony cruz statement um saying that you know this they the players are tired they don't want to do it that's risky they don't want to play but you know what it is that's the sad part when that that, that you know what it is in portuguese was a sad part of it it's like i was like damn like it's like literally just professional slavery. Like there's no choice. You have no say so. They have no unionization really. Like they don't have a, a powerful players union that could rise against. I mean, the players do have the ability, I guess, to boycott, but it seems like the repercussions are just too intense for them to take on. So they just kind of roll with it, you know? Well, it seems like, uh, well, I was want to mention Allison too. Allison made a statement too, saying that he's unsatisfied with the situation and basically speaking for all the players. Um, he said that if it goes, if he's it happens, captain, right? I think so. Um, he's he's basically saying, like, if it's going to happen, like, we're going to play, but, like, they don't really want to. And he did refer to himself and the players as workers. Ooh. Um, yeah. So he might be a pete over there on the low. He might be uh, yeah, He might be a big – first the first ever uh, uh, deep south pete. I can't respect it. Big German. He might, call, he might be bringing a change. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, you know, he's out there in Liverpool, a working-class city. I mean, he got a beard, so he might he might be down. I feel yeah. like you got a beard. You're definitely part of Pete in Brazil. He's a he's a doctor, you know. He's Doctor Becker. 
He is Dr. Beck. He had a wonderful series on UPN. You know, I can't respect it. But um, no, oh, I mean, and, 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 and I, I, I saw his statements, too. I think that at the end of the day, it's one of those things where we just have to kind of wait and see. And the one stance I'm taking on this, I'm completely against the Cup America happening. And it's not like I, I and like I wish I even knew where the hell is going to be broadcasted. But, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going to watch this and I want to watch it. So. Well, also, um, I, I think at this point, the Brazilian players don't have as much power as, like, the other teams because we're talking about, like, three days. Like, do they have hotels set up? Do they have training facilities set up? Do they have, like, their catering set up uh, for oh, the other team? To go to Brazil. Yeah. Like, you can't go you can't go without all those things set up. So if the other teams are like, look, like, it's last minute, we we can't just go into a situation where we have these players just trying to figure things out. And I'm sorry, having the teams, you got trainers, you got doctors, you got coaches, like you got a whole, like, like if we're talking about bringing 20 something players, let's say we're bringing 25 players, there's at least another 25 staff. So yeah. like you're talking about 50 people of uh, uh, with nine teams. Well, and I guess they're bringing two other teams, I guess. I don't know. Um, you're talking about hundreds of people. Yeah, and and unfortunately, the Bra- Brasileirão, the Serie A in Brazil, just started. So there's there's probably hard to get like a lot of like facilities and stuff wide open for you to come in and just start playing in there. Um, if they had just started a month ago, they would have been solid. It's only like their second match day, so the league just started hmm. um, because it's it's technically um, going into the winter in Brazil right now. When so. does a uh, Serie D for a Vitória start? <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I feel like the other teams could just be like, look, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't just show up and there's nothing there. We're talking today is Thursday. This tournament is supposed to start on Sunday. You have to be there by Friday, dude. Like, you have to be there by Friday and like things are set up. The players got to eat, the staff got to eat. They got to have a place to train. They got to have transportation. I mean, I think that's, it's really whack that they were doing those uh, World Cup qualifiers right before the tournament too. I'm like, damn dog. Like why is everything squeezed into like damn near a month? Like they're doing World Cup qualifiers and a week later they have a a fucking Copa America. Like Jesus Christ. You know what made me also feel like they're not going to do it is because of those qualifiers. Like those qualifiers. The last game was today. Oh yeah. The other day. Yeah, but, like, that also makes me feel like, are you even really going to do it? Because you're just trying to squeeze in these qualifiers, like, right before? No, because they were like, well, we had no, we had no, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, nations garbage, whatever, like, Europe had. So we're just squeezing in these qualifiers for South America because there's no Nations League set up there. I'm like, yeah, please don't. Yeah. It's just it's okay. just a mess down there. I think it's showing how terrible, terribly managed the most powerful conference in the world is. Terrible management, intense corruption, CBF president, uh, horrible allegations of corruption on him. There's just a lot going on right now that it's it's not comforting going into an international summer line, you know? It's just, yeah, it's just one of those situations where, like, I guess they just couldn't do it in Argentina. But it's like, if you can't do it in Argentina, like, if you're not going to move, like, the, like, I'm sorry, like. You can't move it to Brazil. Like, you just can't, dude. No, like, out can't. of all the, all the countries. COVID is the worst there. If the excuse is COVID in Argentina, it can't go to Brazil. 
Like, if you're not going to do, like, Uruguay, like, I feel like Uruguay might be too small. Like, they couldn't. Yeah, I think it's too small. Like, they, like, well, it's not too the small. The tournament's not that big, to be honest with you. Who? The tournament's not that big. What is it, like, 10, 10 12 teams? But, I mean, it's big in the sense that there's a lot of people to accommodate. Like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of organizing that you have to do for something yeah. like this. And if, and if, and if, I don't, I don't know if they even started it yet in Argentina, but if they started the process and then had to end it, then moving it to Brazil to just start the process in like a few days, I feel like it's impossible. I'm going to feel really sorry for the players if they have to like go into a situation where they're like, yeah, like there's no food. I had to eat a bag of chips. Uh, you know what I mean? That's not happening in South America. They definitely gonna be able to eat. Well, but but but, but they need. No, to I eat, hear like, you're just saying like it'd be it would be really bad if all the logistics are all like out yeah, of whack right now. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of Argentina and Brazil, I just wanted to tell you about uh, something that the Argent Argentine president said recently. Um, Who's their president? Alberto Fernandez. Um. He. What is he? I'm sorry. What is he? Uh, like R or L. Is he conservative? Uh, no, no. I mean, he's kind of, kind like of mid center left, you know. Mm. Um, he's not as uh, to the left as Christina Fernandez was. Real uh, but I think she's the vice president right now. Um, but, you know, he's center left. I mean, their last what? guy, what the hell is his name? Um, the last guy was right, right? Yeah, he was. I, why, why can't I remember his name? But anyway, so he was, uh, I guess he was, he was meeting with the uh, Spanish prime minister. Mm. And he had this to say. Apparently, he was quoting some songs by some Argentine uh, singer. Ooh. And in the song, it says, <laughs> Uh-oh. The Mexicans came from the Indians. Okay, actually, you know how I want to do this? I'm gonna say the I'm gonna say the beginning and the end, and then I'm gonna say the one that's the middle, the last. He says, it says the Mexicans came from the Indians. The Argentines came from the ships that came from Europe. The Brazilians came from the jungle. <laughs> he got called out and he, he walked it back. Um, he did say t- that he's a Europeanist and he be- he's someone that believes in Europe. What? Um, and then... Um, so now, now this is the point. How's that part. walking it back? What, 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 no, no. He, I mean, he also apologized and he said like Argentina has a lot of diversity and like we respect <laughs> that. But, but, but I want to. So I'm going to say it again. But I'm going to tell you the response. So he said the Mexicans came from from the Indians, the Brazilians came from the jungle, but we Argentines came from the ships, and they were ships that came from Europe. So of course, the the, the irony of Bolsonaro and his son responding. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Bolsonaro, uh, Bolsonaro's son Eduardo said that it was racist, and, oh. he, and, and he said, "Oh, that, uh, oh, and, oh yeah. okay." And he said that um, he said the ship that our, the, the Argentine ship is uh, sinking, and then Bolsonaro, oh, what a clap back! The Bolsonaro took a picture in the jungle with like native, like indigenous people. And they're like in their indigenous dress, and he's like surrounded by them in the word "selva" with the Brazilian flag. Um, really? The, yeah. From from himself? What is he? What is he saving? No, like 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 jungle, like like the word jungle. Yeah, he's like don't. He's like oh, we're trying to ra- we're trying to eradicate our past too. I'm trying to tear this joint down. <laughs> so it was like so. I should have like, stood at one of them fields he tore down. <laughs> like what jungle we from? There's no jungle here. 
<laughs> the big Where? fire, big fire in the back. Yeah, he's like standing like in a, in a new McDonald's they built there. What, what jungle? There's no jungle. What are you capping for? We ain't got no jungles here. We pushed them all back to Columbia, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to tell you that the Argent. I, I was kind of, I was like, damn dog, like what are you doing over? You, you know what? You, you know, know you're cooling. You know he's you're really cooling. down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he's really cooning for the Spain prime minister. I'm like, Spain ain't got shit. You don't got to coon for him. Uh, I never thought in a day of my life I'd get on this podcast and say the Argentina president is cooning for Spain. <laughs> but honestly, am I also surprised? No. He'd do it to Italy, too. He wants all the European love. It's really whack. Is it like supposed to be cool that you came over on some dingy-ass Mayflower to go to, 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 to establish yourself in South America? Wow, you're, you're so cool and so Euro. Wow, look at Argentina. No, dog. Um, that same Euro you love has been trying to steal your own land for a minute. Ask England how that beef is going. So maybe Ooh. you should think about how much you love Europe. They want to steal some of that land, buddy. Well, they stole it's it. Like, they stole it. They stole how, it. After. How, how? Yeah, you got you got highway robbed by by another island country. Um, <laughs> how how down bad do you have to be? Like how down down bad? I mean, to the gutter that Bolsonaro is out here standing next to indigenous people defending brazil it's real down bad over there we got to stop this situation because you know if he has to be in a situation to defend my people we got to do something asap <laughs> like like we gotta do something man i'm not about to put this man in a position to 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 be defending the country especially when it comes to the jungle he, he probably was like no 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 that's not fair we're European too. That's why you. Should, if he said up like, of course he he wants to argue about being European. <laughs> Argentina, Sweden. I want to say in eighteen hundred. I, I could be mistaken about the year. Here we go. Um, but I think I think in eighteen hundred, a third of the population of Argentina was black. Well, that was a long time ago. But basically, um, but, well, I'm just saying, basically, I mean, it used to be very diverse. Mm-hmm. After that, a lot of Europeans immigrated there. And I feel like a lot of the, like, uh, Black people in Argentina um, moved to Uruguay and some moved to Brazil. Mm-hmm. But um, well, they, 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 they absolutely dispersed among East, West, outside of those regions. Um, uh, and, you know, that's a history lesson for another day for the world's longest episode. <laughs> and also in Argentina, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, no, shortest episode. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. And I, I just really hope the. Did you freeze or are you? Uh, the, oh, I think Caesar froze. What the heck? But no, I just oh. think that best thing ever in history, like Bambi. Okay, dog. Did you do you realize you froze? No, you froze. No, you froze. <laughs> nah, dog. I'm sorry. I saved the image. You look great. You you, you did too. I did. I didn't picture it, but <laughs> you were like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> you were like this. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Um, oh, that was great. But um, but yeah. Anyway, hopefully the Copa America does not happen. Um. Players need a break, but also I don't want some situation where my boy Cavani is getting um, the short end of the stick. Um, you know, what, he, what? No one's even talking about Cavani right now. Well, he deserves the best, sir. Thank you. <laughs> He's fine. He's just working his farm wearing his damn Bill Cosby hats. <laughs> but um, those are Basque hats. Doing the same thing as him too. <laughs> you want to talk? You want to talk? 
<laughs> anyway, uh, anyways, next next topic. <laughs> anyway, Caesar, I'm mad you sent that picture. You better not post that. Um, you hear me? <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, Caesar, Euros are starting tomorrow. Well, it'll be today. Mm-hmm. Somebody listen to tomorrow, but we're recording this on the 10th of June, June 11th. Euro start out Turkey versus Italy. I do think Turkey's going to take that. But Caesar, man, the Euros is turned up. I mean, we got some, obviously, it's Europe. We have some really good teams. I want to talk you first. Think Turkey's going to win against Italy. Yeah, I think they're going to take it. Um, we have some. Um, who cares what you think? Who cares what you think, sir? Um, I just want to first talk about before we get into like um, like what teams you think is going to win or what teams has the best have the best chance, and maybe if you have like a player on your mind that could make a big difference in the tournament. Because I've had this player that's just in my brain. Anytime I think about the Euros, this player comes we know to mind. Who it is. Huh? We know who it is. If it's the same one for you, then like we're both the realest ever. But I don't know. I don't think so. But we'll see. Um, I just want to talk first about Group F, which is madness. Group F consists of the last two World Cup winners and the last Euro winner and the last finalist of the Euro winner. Um, I should have went and back. Hungry. Before. Hmm? Hmm? And hungry, right? Some of that. Who else? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting there. Uh, we have the although FIFA rankings are capped, we have the second ranked team, the fifth ranked team, and for some reason Germany's ranked twelve. Um, but yeah, Group F consists of France, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary. That's insane. What are we doing here? Yeah. I think that uh, it's one of the. It's it's like. It's I don't know why people have a fascination with group of deaths, but I'd almost rather them have a professional roster maker than do this. Like in, in like NFL when they have like people that actually make the rosters per season. It's actually more fun to me to have controversy about who had an easier schedule or not. Or or them doing like placement based on top two and bottom two. This stuff is madness. Like, I don't want to see drawings. I don't want to see ping pong balls. None of that, dude. This group of death is dangerous. You're playing with odds way too much. And that's not fun. Like, it's it's not fun. It's like they're really trying to give us another damn Ireland. I don't want to see that again. Like, that was cute that, you know. Iceland, I'm sorry. Iceland got, I mean, Ireland, I'd be down for. But I, I, Iceland, Iceland, I don't want to see no more Iceland uh, thunderclaps. I don't care. That was cute because people watch Viking on Netflix. That's awesome, but also those are horrible people in the past. But um, yeah, I I, I don't I don't really care. So I want to see, I want to see a mix. It's more fun to me to see a, a group with. Let's say it was just Germany Portugal because it'd be a rematch from the same group stage of the World Cup, where in the World Cup Brazil was Germany Portugal in the group stage also, and Germany ended up eliminating Portugal from going to the playoffs. So that'd be a cool rematch to see where they are now since then, because since that time Portugal's won the Euros. Um, that'd be a fun narrative, along with two other maybe mid tier, even like a Turkey or whatever. That'd be cool. Like I'm down. You got. Good. You got Turkey with like a, a good youth talent coming up with the kid from Roma. I think Unsik his name and uh, some ballers and, and Yilmaz. But this is like just too much. I don't want to see Germany, Portugal, all in one group. It's just not fun for me. 
it's it's sending home a good team early and that's just not the business like i don't know who i want to get eliminated like i don't know like I, I like seeing Germany advance. They have some different players I like watching now. I want to see Narby and Sané on the field together. Like, you know, I want to see Netherlands and I want to see Portugal. So, you know. I don't know, man. It, it, like, you know, I really do think they should have like a roster. Uh, would you say professional like schedule maker? Yeah. Um, if it gets corrupted, all good. I'm down for that later. But like, but like, like, it's not hard to be like, look, these are some of the better teams. This is what we're going to mix them with. It's not hard. I mean, we could do it. They could do it. It's not hard. Like, I don't watch good. all the Euros. I know I could do it. It'd be fun no matter what. Like, come on, no. You put two good teams, an I team and a whack team. Yeah. This, this is very simple. They could just have, like, ten of them submit rosh, submit schedules, and then they'll just do, like, percentages to, to make the best groups. Like, have ten group makers and have them just, like, and then do the percentages to pick the top group picks. Like, I don't know. Just do something. But I, don't, I don't like this at all. I, I don't like – I don't like – I mean, group of deaths are – can be interesting, but this is overkill. Like this is group yeah. of death with cheat codes. It's just too much, dog. These are group B is Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Russia. Well, no, what was what was the um group I saw? France had like some goddamn like oh. hit. France is in group F. What is it? Fra- France is with Germany and Portugal. Okay, sorry, sorry, I got it wrong. Then one of them teams has like what is it again? You said they just had it was like Denmark or what? It's Denmark, Finland, Russia, Belgium. Come on, man. Like, what? what, what were we just high-fiving you to the finish line? I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Let me look at those Euros. And I guess um, the third place can make the next round in some of these, but it's also just like, damn, dog. Like, come on now. I don't know. But um, this is – no, uh, no. this is the, the – the Netherlands one is crazy. Group C. I'm like Austria, Netherlands, dog, North Macedonia, Ukraine, Austria. Like, what are we doing here? You're gonna fake tell me Austria is good, fine. You're gonna fake tell me Ukraine's good, fine. But North Macedonia, like, I mean, that's the freshest flag among this whole roster. <laughs> but I'm not down. No, yeah, but like, yeah, these all are, the other groups are like easy except for that. It, it, one. They're not even fun. Like, I have no interest really in watching England play Czech, Croatia. Maybe Croatia, England would be good. Um, actually, that actually would be good. Um, but you Czech, played in the last World Cup. But see, like honestly, that's an example. Group D is a good group. Actually, I'll take that back. Group D is what we want to see across the board. Second place World Cup versus uh, England team, very popular, but always does whack. Um, versus Czech Republic, don't know nothing about them, and Scotland, always really, really bad. So, I mean, it, 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 that could be a dark horse. That, yeah. That's that's an example. You're giving up to opportunities. Hungary is not a damn dark horse, and Portugal, Germany, and France group. And even, Portugal, even, France is just too intense off bat. It's just too much. Like, even, that's even, too much sauce. Even Group E, Spain, Poland, Sweden, Slovakia, like, you don't really know okay. between – you don't really know between like Spain. I mean, I'm sorry. You don't really know between like Sweden and Poland, like mm-hmm. Slovakia has some good players too. Like that's something it's like, okay, that's a group stage. Like the, the team's got to really play each other, but France, Germany, Portugal, like that's just too much, dude. Like give me one trade right now. One national team trade out of F to any other group to improve both right now. You could do any, <laughs> like you could do any, like almost any, like, you know, it'd be a good one. Hmm. Like no cap, France would Russia trade. 
Yeah. Because sure. then you'd have the Belgium France, France, France rivalry in a group yeah. stage. And yeah. if they both advance, they can meet later on in semifinals. It's it's just and then you have Russia in this group because Russia is is very interesting at times too, a playing along with Germany well, and Hungary and Portugal. That'd be good. You have some you have some rivalries. You have a Denmark Finland rivalry, and then you have Russia Hungary because the USSR took over Hungary for mm-hmm. a little bit. We have a little Russia Hungary, mm-hmm. Russia Germany. So you know, like we got some for 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 historical nerds like us. Now we're having fun here. Yeah. Now Euros turns into battle of the wars in the past. That's what it becomes. Euros yeah. is now. I'm going to compare who was worse back then. And Portugal's <laughs> just sitting in the global south, like you know we were. <laughs> Portugal sitting in the global south, like we were colonized. You know what I'm saying? We were busy in other countries, just 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 doing horrible things. To no, really no, no. We were, Euro Portugal's like you know we were colonized, and it was real bad. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's talk about some of these teams. We have some really, uh, obviously, have some good teams in the uh, Euros. Probably the favorites. We got France, Germany, Portugal, Croatia, uh, Netherlands. I I wouldn't necessarily say Netherlands is a favorite, but they have a good team. Belgium. No, definitely not. (laughs) Belgium, uh, Mm -hmm. England, Spain. I mean, although some of these teams aren't like, oh, my God, but, you know, they're going to get hype at least. yeah. What, what out of these teams? We got Germany. We got France, Germany, mm-hmm. Portugal, Croatia, Netherlands, Belgium, England, Spain. Those eight. What do you get? Like the top three. Top. Three, not, three. not necessarily. Not necessarily saying like who do you think is going to win it, but like your top three. Bro. I mean, obviously France. Um, that that's got to be a pick no matter what. It's kind of annoying. Um, I don't even. I'm like they're so annoying now. I don't want to watch their games to be honest. It's just too much. Like, uh, especially calling Benzema, but you guys are cheating. Um, so uh, France will be good. I think Portugal is, is probably the bottom of the three. Portugal's in the bottom of that third. Um, if we were to do an order. And I'm going to just, honestly, I, I really, I'm going to go Belgium for number two. Um, I think Belgium has some informed players that uh, I think we're kind of forgetting about just because the 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 what is it called the when they say like the lady at the the wedding or whatever like they always want the last to get married it's always like Netherlands is notorious for being a second place team but kind of low key Belgium's been there right they were they came up and been like the hot generation but France said nah son like we're like the hot generation and people have been kind of sleeping on Belgium they're in an easy group that they can get out of um they can kind of really get in and do some damage uh I, I don't i didn't look at how the playoff brackets worked out but um usually it's usually it's like a and d i think usually they do it but whatever regardless if it's if they go against the leader a winner of group a then or whatever then they're gonna make it even easier because whoever's second place in group a is honestly an easy win for them too so they have a good roster they have players like okaku came off a really good year they have Carrasco bam said suddenly everybody i guess was watching um and and i think that i think hazard's really gonna play but i got thorgan who thorgan had a pretty good year too so they got some good dangerous players on that team the black hazard yeah they got but and also like unlike I'm not my friend. Unlike other teams, like they have a really good midfield and big like back line, so they could really do some work. You know, that's funny because um, I was when I was thinking about like the teams, mm-hmm. I was thinking about like what team has good fullbacks um, and like mm. a strong midfield. Everybody's got good forwards. Like everybody has good forwards in these in these teams. Like they're all going to be like very solid mm-hmm. um, and pretty good midfields too. Yeah, like the midfielding like situation is going to be interesting. 
Mm-hmm. But depending like, how they play them, but yeah, yeah, it, it, like, I, like I feel like a lot of times in these tournaments, like the midfield are just, so bad. <laughs> but the midfield play just like that's a that's a big rhythm thing, and it's hard to get that going. Especially you're when the guys re- don't really play together. Yeah, you're gonna be relying a lot on like you know set pieces and like having good de- good good solid defense, which will include your fullbacks against these good forwards, and because of that. Um, I'm really looking at Portugal again. I'm looking at Cancelo. I'm looking at um, Guerrero. Crosser in, in the in the planet. Literally the best, no matter what. Low cross, high cross. He is so good at setting it up. Didn't start in final. <laughs> um, looking at like you know they yeah. have a solid midfield. Um, I think they have the best fullback situation too with uh, Guerrero also, and they have good fullbacks. Yeah. And 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 also. Um, uh, Ronaldo looks really, really, he looked good against Israel. You see that? Um, yeah, he did that step over right foot pass to uh, Jota. I was like, damn, he still got it. Now, mm-hmm. Caesar, are we gonna now? The, if they don't, you know why? Because Bruno Fernandez is a goddamn ball hog sabotage. Whoa, 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 don't we? <laughs> Wait a minute, dog. You just took the car and slammed on the gas pedal off of one clip. Okay, just <laughs> that's not the first time. I told you before when he did that to Cavani, and you <laughs> saw it for your own I eyes. Did. Maybe right he thought, maybe he's seen Cavani and Ronaldo texting in the locker room. I was like, nah, bro, not today. None <laughs> of these veteran good strikers finna get off of my watch. <laughs> Cavani and Ronaldo are the only two ballers without tattoos. <laughs> They're homies, homie. Right, they're, they're they're good Christians. That's good to hear. Anyway, so um, but okay, so I, I'm I'm looking at Portugal, um, mm-hmm. France. Mm. I'm not really that excited about France. Like, obviously, they're good. They have good players. I just I, for some reason I'm not really thinking about them like that. You should. They're really I, I I know. I, it, it's just a hunch more than anything. But I'm not. I'm like hmm, maybe. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't think they, they they can recreate that Spain 08 team? I you know what I'm thinking about mm. honestly is like in the 2018 World Cup they were looking really good and Mbappe was turned all the way up. He was. I don't know if that Mbappe is still going to be there. Honestly. I think he, he kind of likes to get off on the national team though. But also they're starting they're they're, they're going to be starting Griezmann and I just don't know. We'll, we'll see, though. We'll see. Fair. I think there's too much. There's too many questions for you for France right now. I just need to see them play, and I can be like, okay, like they got it together. Um, and then after that, I'm thinking about Germany. And Caesar, I'm gonna tell you the player. Okay, so should, should we like do like a one, two, three? Say the player that we're thinking about, or should you just say the player and I'll tell you who I who I'm who I've been thinking about in this Euros? Like this might be player. the key. I want to hear your player. Caesar, I can't stop thinking about Kimmich, dude. I can't. I'm just like, dog, he's just so good. Like, is he going to be the guy that's like, you know, like if you had to pick a midfielder in this, like if you had to go through every team and say, pick a midfielder, you're going to think about Conte for sure. That's easy because like, obviously, like he gets talked about a lot and they make them pictures of him where he looks like a monkey, which I'm really over that. Um, but Kimmich is just like, like, I would be like, if you said, give me, I'd be like Kimmich right now, like, give me him right now. Mm. 
I feel like that could be the player for Germany, just like how we noticed that it was like my Tweety. It was like that. It was like that content, my Tweety thing for France in 2018. But like it was kind of more my Tweety kind of. I feel like Kimmich could be that person for Germany. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think one of the most slept on midfielders in the whole planet is Kimmich only because he plays for Bayern. So, I mean, and he's, and know, he's German playing for Bayern. He's German. And I know they like want it all, but still, it's, I'm going to keep it real. It's still Bayern, you know, like, um, I don't know what's happened with Bayern, but I think people just, it's kind of like they're just like, they're like a really popular, like, soda that you know about, but you're not really checking on. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, Coke is big, but I don't really be drinking Coca Cola. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I kind of feel about them. But, like, if there's a new flavor of Sprite or something, people go, okay, let's see what's up with this. You know, they're, they're like that to me. <laughs> So with Kimmich, like, you know, everybody likes to do all these cute Conte pictures, which makes me really uncomfortable about him being – I'm if I see one more goddamn quote about him being a nice guy and I see a fucking thumbs up and a smile, I'm going to scream. Like, I, I'm over it. I don't – stop it. Stop feeding me this, this – uh, He's not a mascot. Yeah. He's a human being, and uh, and he should be treated as such. And I think he had the best last quote. He's like, I don't know why people keep talking to me about this. I, I don't really care. I just want to play in a tournament. Thank you. Me too, man. I feel bad for you that you have to say that. Just he's probably too nice to be upset. <laughs> so just leave him alone. Try that. <laughs> um, but anyways, about I mean, we're not talking about him. Kimmich is phenomenal. He's so good, it actually irritates me. He um he's he's also like unlike other really talented midfielders, like even Conte, right? They have the whole skill set and more that makes them better. But one thing that none of them have that he has. He has so much grit, dude. It's actually irritating because it can all be going bad, bad passes, bad shooting. But he has that grit that when it comes to playing defense, he's like, I'm still going to get gutter here. And there's a part of me that will always respect a player that has that because we already show love to players that have that without the athleticism and talent. And he has it with it. So Kimmich is really good. Um, if he can stay healthy and Germany can get really good production out of Vol- uh, Kevin Voland and, and uh, uh, whoever the hell else they got a striker now, I guess I mean, he's not really a striker. Um, Werner, um, yeah, if Timo can score a goal finally, and then they have and Kevin Voland can show him how to score, I think that that'd be massive. You know, if, if maybe if Timo Werner's playing on the left side, that might do something really good for them. I don't know what I haven't really I don't really know much about their new coach or what they really got going on there, but uh, I'm interested yeah. to see what Germany Germany to me out of in that group is the most scary one for themselves. Their biggest enemy in that group is themselves because I don't know what kind of things they're working against, but that sucks that their entryway is playing in that group. They don't have they don't get to they don't get to figure it out versus North Macedonia and Austria or Ukraine. They go in there against either Portugal or uh, France. So it's just like off top, you got to be on your game. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, Sané and, and Narby any day can get it cracking. That's the most one of the most dangerous uh, wingers. And they play together in Bayern, which is huge. So when you have players you know that play else? together already, that's big. Another player that had an amazing season, Gundogan. Gundogan, who was who? Gundogan came out of nowhere balling. Even though he's a traitor, he he came out balling, dog. I mean, he Matt he weird. Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt Hummels came coming out putting them passes. 
uh, them long balls. Max Hummel's back, back healthy, looking good. Um, is, I, is Tony Cruz uh, have COVID or what? Uh, I didn't look into that, but I think he's on a roster still. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, another player who had an amazing season, balled out, was doing his thing. He's on R- a roster still. Rudiger, Rudiger. They got Rudiger back. Oh, there. Rudiger, Rudiger played really good. Um, uh, they have a really good like. It's you know what sucks. You know what they are. They're kind of really like the Spurs, right? Like they they have like all, although they have talent to attack, they have a lot of solid veteran, really good midfield back line. It's just gonna make it hard for you to put in damage on them. Um, Rudiger is, is is still really good. Matt Hummels and Rudiger uh, center back combo is kind of filthy on the low. I'm like, I'm like thinking about that because Rudiger is really aggressive. Really good and has actually pretty good speed athleticism. And Hummels doesn't have that same ability, but he has the best distribution out of any center back in the world. I mean, just phenomenal. Like him and Ramos know how to switch that ball play back there like nothing. It's really incredible to see. Yeah, I mean, so th- 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 those are my three. Yeah, uh, okay. You said Germany, you, I, I said Germany, France, Portugal. You said uh, Belgium, Portugal, France. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree I, with you about the about the fullback midline. It's it really seems like what, I think with the exhaustion and how much games they're playing, I'm really in think the teams with the best backline slash mid are really going to win it all. I, I don't striker sure, but I think that if you're able to lock down and and just grind out some of those games and have just really good control possession, you're probably going to dominate the tournament. To be honest with you, I think the high flying teams are going to burn out quick. You don't um, see a lot of goals in these tournaments. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, look back at the final. It, it's, it's it's France, Portugal is 1-0. You know what true, I mean? True. But also, at the same time, we don't know. This is a different tournament situation. So it could be the opposite where it might just be bonkers because everybody's exhausted. We don't know. what. There could be all kind of mistakes going on. Who I knows? Mean, yeah. I mean, potentially. I, I, know, I don't know. Like, just based on the past, I, I just feel like it's going to be a lot of low scoring. Germany, I don't feel like has like the fullback situation necessarily, so that's like kind of going against what I'm thinking. But um, I just think about Joshua Kimmich. I just feel like he can do. He can. I feel like he can be. But that do they run a three back set? I think they run a three probably, back set. Probably. I don't think they run a a, a traditional fullback because they don't have really good fullbacks. Yeah, probably. Um, I think they run but, a th- three center backs. Yeah, probably. Um, I I just feel like uh, Kimmich can be that guy that's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching him last season and the season prior to that, like, just, you know, putting in balls at places like, dang, man, it's like really perfect distribution. And, yeah, that intensity, like, I remember when they beat the dog shit out of Tottenham. I want to say it was the year before last um, in the group stage. Like, Kimmich was just balling and just, like, yeah, so intense. Like, somebody who's, like, really, really wants to win, fearless and, like, yeah, and just and also really talented. Um, yeah. Honestly, for me, I mean, you have some great midfielders, obviously, in this tournament. You know, I mean, you, you can't forget about Modric, Cruz, like uh, Conte, Pogba, um, uh, uh, Grealish. Um, I don't know who Spain called up, but um, Busquets. Uh, seriously, well, he's dying from COVID. Um, uh, who's who's on Belgium? I forgot, but um, uh, De Bruyne. Yeah, KDB, that's another midfielder. Honestly, if you were like, bam, take one of these midfielders, I'm going to take Joshua Kimmich. I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at you for that. I feel like he's also one of them players. Like, if you were like, look, I need you to take penalties. Okay. I need you to, um, uh, you know, take these free kicks. Okay. I need you to play striker. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he'll just be like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. You know what I mean? I got you. 
Oh yeah, I forgot Norway didn't make it. <laughs> Who? Norway didn't make it. I forgot. Oh, I thought you said Neuer. I was like, damn, who the hell's a goalie for Germany then? Um, okay. I mean, they, have, they could have Ter Stegen still. Literally ridiculous. Ter Stegen, his life is not fair. <laughs> I mean, he's been getting thrashed at Barcelona. It's not his fault, though. Um, okay. I kind of, I was going to talk about, um, I guess I, I just mentioned this really fast, but I really want to talk about it. Um, they're going to be doing um, vaccine passports at Wembley for the UK, for, for like UK based uh, players for Euros. If you have a vaccination, if you've been vaccinated um, fully with the two weeks after, you can show your vaccine verification on your NHS app on your phone out there. Ooh, or you yes. got a whole app for it now? They do, yeah. Must and, be nice. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have a universal healthcare system. We're still paperback, but I can respect yeah, that. Ours is literally a piece of paper that I can make in the backyard. Um, or you can have, or you have to have a negative uh, test for COVID within the last 48 hours. Um, but I don't really want to get into that. Let's talk about some um let's talk about some uh transfers that happened recently. And we'll also talk about some ooh ah rumors. Shout out McConan. Uh Andres Volgsammer. No, I'm just joking. Uh <laughs> what? Your boy Volgsammer? That's kind of a fresh name. It is on the low. Um before we get into Wanaldum, I feel like there was one that happened um that I saw that was oh. Your boy, um, your boy, uh, Eddie Royale, Eddie Royal, aka Emerson Royal from uh, Real Betis, transferred to Barcelona. Another right back. Um, damn, it just it sucks because Emerson Royal is actually a really good fullback. I'm sad about that. I was so happy Brazil finally got a good right back. It's been a while. We kind of waiting for one to pop up. We had uh, we had Bam's favorite fullback. I forgot his name was <laughs> the little the little dude that played in the. Oh Columbia. yeah, I don't know his name either. <laughs> Who cares? I think it was Fabinho or something like that. Or no, no, Fogner, Fogner. Oh yeah, don't do it. Don't it's, do it. It's Fogner. Yes. So Fogner, um, he he was playing, <laughs> and then they had Danny Alves, who now plays as a damn cam in Brazil. So we had to find somebody and. You know, actually, he is pretty good. Like Emerson's as a ball, he got called off the Brazil team, made the roster. So I'm excited to see what he can do, also. And yeah, he's, he's going to go to Barcelona. And Barcelona's going to just destroy him, and he's going to exactly. get moved to the Wolves. He's going to ball out of Wolves. Exactly. Um, Mike Mignon, the uh, goalie for Lille, uh, transferred to Milan, 11 million. Nicest goatee in, in the world. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, it's a good call. David Alaba, Real Madrid. That was so dumb. I couldn't even believe it. That was one of the, the. It sucks when you're a Real fan and you're waiting for big transfers, and your last two transfers are a fucking goalie and a freaking fullback. Oh, great, nice. I mean, it's funny because the real issue we had is on the right back position, but here we are getting David Alba. Like Carvajal is, is has getting like 19 knee surgeries, but here we are getting another fullback as if we don't have the best in the world right now. And we have Marcelo, who's a great like replacement when he's down, we have a third dude hanging out who, but I don't know. He likes to play center back to now. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, maybe Furlan's going to play right back. Now he was so good last time. Uh, yeah. I was saying Mindy can play right back easily. Stop it. We're not doing this. Stop. Um, Kuna Guerrero to, uh, to Barcelona for free. I mean, three years. If you if you got him three years, if you got him two years ago, you would have won the league like three years in a row. Um, I don't know where he's really at now. I haven't really watched him play much. Um, but if he gets 
if he's like vegan and ready to ball out, he's, he'll be dangerous. Like if he's like not getting chubby again and like actually not on Twitch for seven hours playing games um, and actually training and working and, and he did that. Good. Oh yeah. Many what times. Is, then, um, he playing? He, he's, he's a big time streamer. Uh, what does he play? Uh, he, he, you know, Fobs is like Call of Duty? games. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, if he's not, then I then that's like really good. I mean, regardless, it's it's good because he has that veteran skill to play in the middle, and maybe Messi will actually give him the ball because Messi likes him. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, they also had Eric Garcia, which was like, who cares, dude? They I just don't think he has that. Like, I mean, I could be obviously wrong and go back and wrong, but I'm just gonna say it. I don't really think he's like he has it in to get like another thirty year again. I, I, he just seems to get injured too much to be hitting 30? 30, 30 goals. Yeah, that's definitely not happening. Yeah, he just gets injured too much now. Yeah, no, that's definitely. He always starts off hot, like fourteen goals in like nine games, and he's out for like two months. Yeah, no, <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm excited to see him wearing the low socks. That's just fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm low sock team member. Go ahead. Um, when okay, I, feel, I feel like yeah, the basic last one is uh, Wijnaldum going to PSG from Liverpool for a free transfer. Hardest name ever, Jorginho Wijnaldum. Um, uh, once again, as we said it on on We Made It Twitter, I, I mentioned it myself, and I think that I don't like the whole media. Oh, last minute, oh, the PSG moved in with a kill. Like I, I don't like that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a. Uh, I think it's kind of like very unprofessional journalism to do that because, regardless of what you know. It's a free market. He's a free transfer. So it's open bidding. It's not stealing. It's not coming behind the back door. Don't make it look shady and don't make it look like the player was already like eating uh, um, fish and chips. And then all of a sudden France called and he's like jumping on the next plane out. Yeah. Or he's work like that. He has an agent. He's busy training for the Euros. He has probably nothing to do with this at all because they get agents to do all the work for them. So if the agent is working over here, maybe he's trying to talk to PSG. Be like, look, man, you came. I mean, uh, 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 liver, whatever Barcelona came with this offer, but look, PSG, what's really good? Like, what's really good? PSG said, Hey, you know, we got some cash to throw around, let's go. So, the, the, the way they the way they frame it makes it seem like the player is money hungry, it makes it and it makes it seem like the player is money hungry, and it makes it seem like, like, I'm not even trying to fit like PSG, some grimy club, like. Like while he's like walking up to the old Trafford, you know, he gets like 20 bucks in his pocket. Like, I, I just don't like the imagery. I don't like the framing of it. If it was framed properly, I wouldn't have an issue. But just I think a lot of that stuff is really important for the value of the player and the value of these clubs. So I don't, I don't like that. So um, good on him. You know, I probably better weather in France. Anyways, have a good time. Wear some Jordan jerseys. Enjoy. I mean, I don't think that he I, – I mean, as I was saying on Twitter, I don't think PSG is really the place for him to shine, but, like – I'm going to keep a real dog. I'd rather go be at PSG than Barcelona right now. That's oh, no, me favorite. too. Me too. Barcelona midfield, it sounds so stressful if you have any talent. I don't even want to, like – at least at PSG, it can, like, get it cracking a bit. At Barcelona, I'm like, I don't want to go to a damn uh, totalitarian uh, team lineup. That does not sound fun at all. No. Yeah, no. Like, definitely you can have fun. You can speak English with Mbappe. And, yeah, you like, can party with Neymar. At least you're having fun. Uh, uh, Messi out here wearing flip-flops still. Let's get out of here. Exactly. Straight toe hair. Um, 
So, okay, let's get into some of these rumors. They're talking about um, Chelsea's trying to spend that uh, Champions League money. The, the, the Russian bread? They're trying to spend that Champions League uh, trophy money. They're saying that uh, basically in the bidding for uh, Hakimi, Chelsea, and PSG, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Hakimi. I guess it depends on what system he's in. I feel it, like it's perfect for him because they like running a they like running wing backs over there. And yeah, he's definitely, Chelsea. he's definitely a wing back, not a real our back at all. Like he does not True. play any defense. True. Um, I mean, either one, it, I guess you know. I mean, but he his just success like Inter. at Inter was great because Inter took off the making him play defense. Like that's the only reason they won is because he started and he didn't have to play defense. They ran three center backs back there with Diverge or whatever, another dude, another two guys. I don't know how to say their names, but um, they ran three in the back. And then they had him as a, a just basically he was literally just running a lot and doing crosses. Like he was like. Juan Cancelo, if he only did half his job. So when you have that, it's going to look great. And he's way overpriced. Yeah. And I think Reese James is way better than him. But Ooh. fine. You want to have a right back over there? You want to get another one? Fine. I know he's like kind of converted into kind of like a right mid-ish player, I guess. Sure. But um, I don't really care about that spending for Bar- Chelsea. They want to do that? Fine. I think they're just going to end up blowing him out eventually because they're going to realize what he really is. And I think that EPL is kind of a real different pace. Um, it's a real different pace, Chief. I know you played in Italy, but it's it's a different pace in EPL. Oh yeah, and and I just feel like there's a lot of hype around him that is like when, when he gets in a real situation, it's like your speed can't do everything for you. He, like he's fast, I'll give mm-hmm. him that. Oh yeah, like his burners. But but like your speed can't do everything, man. EPL is fast. And also, like, you got to go to Italy, and not a lot, a lot of us are really seeing what you were doing. Like, that's cute. But the thing about England, like, everybody's going to be watching you a lot. And you're the champions. This is, like, a back in that position where everybody has eyes on you. Well, also, let's let's keep it real, too. He went from Real Madrid, a lot of pressure. BVB, not much pressure. Inter, not much pressure. Like, BVB is not expected to win the league or win the Champions League. Inter wasn't expected to win the Champions League or the league. They actually went out in group stage in the Champions League. But, like, yeah, obviously they end up, ended up winning the league. We haven't won in 11 years. There's no pressure. Mm-mm. So, like, but the last time he was playing with pressure, granted, he was very young. He was terrible. So, yeah. like, if you're going to a team that has pressure, I don't know if he's going to really show up like that because he seems kind of dumb on the low. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like Danilo thing is like, damn, dar, you just kind of dumb. Like, he is kind of, he is kind of like, literally like top at, at top. He's just another Danilo. Anyways, um, yeah. he really is kind of like at best a Danilo, which is like, man, you have these moments where it's really great. Then I see you for thirty games and twenty of them. I'm like, what are you doing out here? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just think he seems to be a very situational player, and I don't like having players like that on my team. I like players that. They bring something to the table. I don't like a player where I have to make everything happen for them to me to get the best out of them. Mm -hmm. That's hard to do because it's not like basketball where it's just five people. It's 11 people on that field. So it's hard to just have something catered to one individual getting the best out of them unless they're like a 50-goal machine like a Ronaldo or Messi. That's different. You're going to have to do that. But um, 
Yeah, Hakimi, I, I don't, I don't really, I think it's the, those numbers I was seeing. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is he really worth that much money? But uh, all right, I mean, I mean, they gave Pulisic 80 million. You're up four goals, so I mean, sure, dude. I mean, I guess Chelsea just want to. Chelsea's like, if we're gonna have to be a player in the market, we got to overpay. So it is what it is. They got the bread for it. Um, but yeah, I, I'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, we'll see what happens. I okay. think Reese James is better though. Like legit. I, I, I tweeted that. Yeah, <laughs> he said Reed James better than Hakimi. Yeah, okay, which is true. Um, they're talking about PSG looking at Osman Dembele. I think that's a lie. Um, they're talking about Barcelona weighing up a move for Raheem Sterling. I don't believe that. No. Um, we're There's still no getting. Way. Yeah, they're still getting. We're still getting uh, Sancho to Man U. Um, the the uh, war of wages for like four years. Um. I always feel bad for any left wing that goes out the, the manual. I'm like, life is rough. Uh, Where's he going to play, though? I don't understand. Is he going to be on the right side, I guess? I have no idea. Where's he going to play? Don't they have, like, Rashford already, and they got that Mason Greenwood goofy dude? Caesar, I have no idea. Player. I mean, Chelsea won Champions League. They bought, like, eight of the same. I mean, they got Cavani. Anything can work. <laughs> I mean, is he going to play with they that like he has a center forward? Possibly. Um <laughs> Because he's been playing with one. Oh, Jadon knows how to give service to center forward, so yeah. Cavani be happy. Exactly. Um, I, I I like the I like that uh, he was like not in England because he's English. It was kind of cool that he was in Germany. Mm-hmm. I kind of was hoping he would kind of go to another like outside of England places. I like seeing English players outside of England. It's 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 kind of fun for me. Yeah, I want like to be at Atletico. That's dope. Yeah, I want him to go to Juve. Uh, <laughs> that'd be gangster he's way better than Bernadeschi. <laughs> leave my boy alone um they're talking about the rv leipzig legend the austrian monster uh marcel sabitzer going to tottenham i'm gonna be so sad this dude is literally one of the best players i've ever seen in my life and they're talking about tottenham. <laughs> like dog don't y'all really how good sabitzer is what is up with these people i don't have any clue just know bam had his jose Mourinho moment where he called uh etienne capula whatever like better than ronaldinho whatever um bam over here saying marcel sabitzer is one of the best players i've ever seen in my entire life one of the best i'm like i don't know which is really good but i never looked at him and say that's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Caesar, I'm like looking at this dude. I've been seeing him play at Arby's Leipzig for like the last three years. I'm like, what is up with these teams? Do y'all not see this? He's so good. Yeah, he's really good. I don't want him to go to Tottenham because he's just gonna just gonna it's just gonna be so horrible there. I was hoping he'd go somewhere cool, but um, like it'd be kind of cool if he was at BVB. That'd be kind of gangster. Like because, nah, because like they already have Germany. Holland, it'd be kind of uh, see. It'd be cool to see him link up with like a really good like striker up top. He's he's filthy. I know he's at Leipzig, which is like that'd be disrespectful for him to do that move. But they don't really care in Germany. You can go where the hell you want out there. Um, yeah, he's really good. Teams are sleeping on him. EPL like real like if if I'm like one of those was the the was who finished top four. I think West Ham finished fourth, right? Something like that or fifth. Like or that. not, though. You got bridges. Throw, throw it. You know, you might make a difference. Look what they did when they got Payet, whatever. That, that was big for them. So they got them some notoriety. Just throw some bread out there. You never know what could happen. Uh, you can't, don't, like, season he's, like, he's for sure going to come and play. Like, that's a dude that probably like, damn, that guy. That guy's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he's the we, Austrian Isco. Like, why don't Real Madrid get him? Like, Modric can't play forever. Like, 
I'm down. Oh my god! If Real Madrid had Sabitzer, ooh, that's too many euros. But I'm so down. That's a lot of euros on a team, though. He has a nice ponytail. Can we do that, please? Uh, oh no, Caesar! Mm. I would like, like the mm, that'd be really dope. Caesar, Damn, the- can we trade them Odegaard for him? Can I? Can we have him? Caesar, have- I would. I would literally be like, okay, look, Modric. Like you're like Modric is still valuable. Now we're talking about slavery. Modric is still valuable. I would be like, okay, look, after the Ballon d'Or year, like one more year, see if you got it, cool. But like, you can still get a, a lot of value for 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 uh, Modric right now. He's still really good. Oh, absolutely. And he got another year contract. But you want to have assurances. You want to have assurances. Um, it's Real's, Real Madrid's midfield situation is rough because no one wants to pull a trigger in terms of like making a change and moving people or switching people. So it's just like, we're sticking with this again. It looks like, especially until LD wants his buddies. But if Real Madrid is really about that gutter gutter life, they'd pull a Sabitzer. They would, they would, they would make it happen because he's right footed. He's, he, he's, he's like, he's real, real slick and he can, he can whip that ball dog. Like, geez, like that, that's a, that's a baller right there. I, like honestly, like I mean, damn, send to... send go to like Leipzig, so you start getting like thirty goals over there, chilling. I'm down. Let's do a swap, Caesar. I, I miss Isco, but just do it. Free my boy Isco. I don't want him on the bench. He's getting in his thirties. Let him play. I, I think it was when Leipzig played Man U in Champions League group stage, or was it PSG? I can't remember. This dude was like involved in every goal. He's like sending in long ass crosses that are perfect. I'm just like, yo, he's so good. You know, Holland misses him. <laughs> like dog, like what are you doing? He's not Holland. I'm sorry. Holland, he, he played for Salzburg. I'm sorry, he? it's not my fault. They got like fucking sixteen teams. My bad. Yeah, I mean whatever. But anyway, um, they they can't let me be no executive at no team. I'm gonna be like, um, I'm gonna be firing people every day. I'm like, it's your job to scout. Like, what are you doing? If you're I paying s- eighty five million for fucking Hakimi, then Sabitzer's two hundred and ten million. <laughs> like a fact. Like I'm not even playing with you. Don't even give me this number. Like facts. Okay, Caesar. Uh, this is some sad news, and I don't want to spend too much. What about time. Holland rumor to Chelsea? Uh, I feel like that's cap. Um, really? Yeah, I feel like it's cap. Chelsea um, always like to get a good strike center forward. It was like to pay up some money for a center forward. He ain't going there if he's smart. Um, I mean, Drogba went there, but okay, go off. Those are those days are over. And Fernand Torres, but good, Fernand Torres. All right. Okay. And Diego Costa. All right. Okay. Uh, drug by drug by. <laughs> uh, That's a forever two thousand. This is two thousand nineteen Afrobeats gangster legendary song. Uh, I forgot. I forgot how the song goes. Drug by. That's kind of racist. <laughs> how does the song go? Drug by. Okay, Caesar. Uh, this yeah. happened in Italy recently. <laughs> Uh, a former Milan Academy player, uh, Said Vissen, apparently he killed himself uh, and he left a note. He left a suicide note and he was talking about all the racist abuse he'd been getting in Italy. Oh. He, was a, he was born in Ethiopia in 2000. He was adopted by an Italian family uh, from a city, Nocera Inferi- Inferiore. Sounds cool. Um, he, I guess he played five aside football for a while and he was a waiter, um, before he retired from football, I guess he just couldn't really make it, but, um, 
he wrote a he wrote a note before taking his own life. Um, he said, "I mean, it's, it's sad, you know, but it's interesting too." He said, "Wherever I go, wherever I am, I feel the weight of skeptical, biased, disgusted, and frightened frightened glances of people." He said, I'm not an immigrant. I was adopted when I was a child, and I remember everybody used to love me. Everywhere I went, everybody was talking to me with joy, respect, and curiosity. Now it seems that everything is turned upside down. I had been able to find a job, which I had, which I had to leave because too many people, especially the older ones, refused service by me. Um, as if I was not already not feeling at ease, they accused me of being responsible. Of respons- they accused me of being responsible because many young white Italians were not able to find a job. So basically saying like, oh, like you're taking the job from the other Italians, the real Italians, so to speak. Um, he said, something has changed inside me. It's like I am ashamed of being a black guy as if I was afraid of being considered an immigrant. It's like I had to prove to people who did not know me that I was not like them. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like I had to prove to people who did not know me that I was just like them, Italian and white. He said, I used to make jokes about black people to show that I'm like them, but it was because of fear, fear for the hate that I saw inside people's eyes when they were looking at immigrants. Um, He said, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I just want to remind myself that the hardship and suffering that I'm experiencing is a drop of water compared to the ocean of suffering experienced by those who prefer to die instead of leading an existence in misery and hell. Those people risked their lives and some of them lost it already just to taste what we simply call life. Um, this is uh, Sage Vissen. He uh, took his own life out there in Italy because it was just that racist. He couldn't take it. Yeah. Um, I saw a post about this. Uh, Moises, Moises King posted about it. Oh, and, damn. Um, and uh, I did feel really bad for him. I always kind of was wondering, like, it's probably one of the worst examples of racism. I can't look at you, dog. I can't. I can't look at you. It's really hard, probably, to magnify or like. I bet some of the most firsthand racism you get has to be in the food industry. Like, there just has. There's. There's no other. Like one of the one of the like definitely one of the biggest services in the world where people have to treat people like shit is when they serve in food. So of course, like some some pompous, disgusting, uh, uh, racist uh, white Italian old white Italian dudes are treating this poor guy like trash, being a server, um, and that's a shame because food service is like one of the most important businesses in the world. So I really, uh, you know, I'm really my condolences go out to his family. Um, it's, it's, and of course, and of course it would happen in Italy, right? Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's just sad. I, I, um, all the best of my saw Moises King post about him. I don't see if Mario Baltelli did too, but big condolences from we, we made a podcast. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Like, um, you know, I have a friend, she would, uh, spend a lot of time in Italy. She lived there for about five years, I want to say, but she would visit a lot. And, um, yeah, she would just be like, yeah, Italy's racist, man. Like, she's like, Italians are racist. Like, she said a lot of the people come from, like, small villages, and they come to the cities, and they're just not used to diversity, and they're just, like, have these ideas about uh, people that look like, look different, you know? Um, and it's really unfortunate. Um, they feel 
emboldened to speak to people in that way a lot of times. I don't know exactly where he was. Um, I should have looked up where the city was to see um, where it is in the city. Like, I'm sorry, where it is in the country. But um, let me see. Like, because I was for, for for some reason I was thinking that it was um, like a suburb of, a suburb of Milan, but it, that might not be the case. Um, oh wow. Okay, it's it's close to uh, Napoli actually. Um, no, uh, yeah, it's close to Napoli. So you know, sadly, he was just de- sadly he was dealing with people that you know saw him as an inferior person. Now Caesar might get back on here and talk about how uh, talk about my stance about monkey chance. I'm not. But- Okay. Well, you could, but, um, you know, I've always talked about racism in football and like when it happens, I've always talked about how I would respond and I would never like discredit somebody for how they respond. But this is different. This is not racism in the, on the pitch or like, you know, and during the match, this is like in the world and, you know, it's unfortunate if he never felt like he could report these people. There was like nobody standing up for him, you know? And if Italy, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for the whole entire Italy. Like that's not fair, but like. But also what happened to him is not fair either. No, no, no. I know. But I don't want to like generalize like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, you know, if you have a society that considers itself a democracy and quote unquote civilized and is modern, this is not how you show it. You know, like you got to have like when something happens to somebody, they should at least be able to say to someone, hey, this is what's happening to me. And it's not fair and it's not right. And we're be- we should be better than this. And it just really doesn't feel like he was able to do that. Um, I don't know about his parents or anything, but like, you know, maybe they were part of the problem, too. You know, maybe they just adopted some little black kid and wanted to show him off like, well, look at us, you know, like we're humanitarians, you know, we care about the world. We got this little black kid. And then when he became an adult, you know, when he started to become a teenager and stuff, the novelty wore off, you know, because he's talking about like, oh, everybody used to love me and stuff. Yeah. Maybe when he was like five and six years old, he's just like, you know, oh, a little black kid. But then, you know, when he started being like, yeah, I want an Xbox, like, they're like, damn, like we bought you from Africa though. Like you want stuff. Like oh my God, but no, no, and it I could be the case. A lot of people kind of like fetishize like the idea of like, oh, well, like, oh, you have a black kid, oh, it's so cute, and then you don't think about like the realities and growing up, and and you know one thing about him, it's he's you know he's adopted too, like he really didn't have a say in anything. He didn't choose his world. He was actually born into one world, and then moved to another. You know and. He, it's very telling in his, his suicide note where he says that, you know, I, I'm not an immigrant. Like, I'm, I was adopted here. So, like, I'm from here. Like, that's massive. He's talking about, like, his life began the day he was adopted. His life didn't begin when he was born. It began when he was adopted because that's where he began living his life, right? He had a family. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a psychological mindset that many of us will never know how to experience that i don't know i don't hear often i don't even have a ton of people around me in life that are adopted so i don't know how that works for them and he you can you can just feel the pain and how much thing how much he's been he's gone through in life so i just when when i make those jokes and talk about like we're talking about 
competition on the field, people saying stuff like you're trying to get a rouse out of me by attacking my racism only because I'm really just balling. That's different. This guy is just living a day to day. He he he's trying to just go work as a server. Football career didn't work out. Can't find a job. Like that's the unfortunate end of things of racism. That's why we want to abolish racism because it extends past the field. It extends it to people's real lives. And such yeah. as it's been over a year since the BLM protests in America that we both went to, and it's been a lot going on. So I just all biggest condolences to him and his family. It's 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 sad and. I just hope that, you know, he's truly at rest and happy. Yeah, I'll hopefully I'll go and cut some of this part out because um, it's a little bit serious. But, um, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? It's really unfortunate. And, you know, we got to we got to do what we can as individuals to make the world better for um, everyone, you know. And if that takes sacrifice, if that takes, you know, reading a book to be educated on different things and, you know, yeah understanding different things about ourselves that's what it may take but it, you know it'll take something for sure but uh rest in peace to homie uh rest in power rest in power big dog One. yeah you dig and uh yeah we made a podcast though you know make sure you subscribe if you're here um <laughs> caesar shaking his head at me i don't know why you know it would be really great if caesar you know next week we're gonna i'm gonna ask caesar if he looked at the show notes and he's gonna be like stop it but this is real obvious that he didn't look at the show notes i did look at the show they're up actually my screen too so relax oh now because you're trying to see if i sprang this up on you <laughs> no no Okay, well, don't read what it says on the show notes out loud. But if you knew, <laughs> then you would have known that, that we were going to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you scrolled. I, the, 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 that's not like, it's not fair because you're acting like 